Blog Talk Radio. To, uh, uh, to take public office, my guest, uh, you are muted. is a patriotic front for the councillor seat in Mulungushi Ward in Lusaka. Hello, Miss Mwinga. Can you hear me, Miss Mwinga? Grace, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. All right. Uh, All right. Excellent, excellent. And uh, our other guest is uh, Grace Namunyola. She's a Socialist Party candidate for Member of Parliament for Kwacha Constituency. Hi, Grace. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hello. How are you? Doing good. Uh, Ms. Winga, good, good afternoon. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So to everybody who is joining us today, those listening on the radio, those on Zoom, those listening on Facebook, here, here, let me tell you what's happening here. We have two professional ladies, okay? A journalist, Grace. Uh, I mean, journalism is booming these days, Grace. A lot of radio stations, TV, yeah. online, online stuff and all these things going on, and somebody is saying, why would you, we are the computer scientists here. That's a first degree of qualification, Roger. Uh, we know everything these days is, is, is IT, technology, and all these things. Why in the world, whichever one of you wants to go first, should you are both going to respond to this question. Why in the world would you leave the the booming, thriving career to go into politics, which is considered dirty, if I may say that. Grace, why leave a thriving career and go into politics? What is going on? I know, right? Uh-huh. What is going on? Winga, would you want to go first, or should I go first? I'll follow you. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much, Nathan. Um, Thank you, first of all, for having me on this platform today. Um, thank you so much for the invitation. So why leave journalism and join politics? And much more that everybody says politics, politics are dirty. We wanted to try out how dirty it is. We wanted to see how dirty it is. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, to begin with, um, I wasn't in politics, I've never been in politics. This is my first time getting into the politics arena. Yes, I've been in the media industry, uh, journalism by profession. Having um, had an opportunity to work in the journalism industry, in the media industry, and getting to cover all various uh, political parties, getting on the ground, working and representing the people. Um, it was my desire to say I would, I would get to be there to for the people of my country. 
born and bred Kwacha raised and uh, did my education in Kwacha. So I, I, I fully understood what the, uh, the people of Kwacha were facing. Then I got an opportunity to work with the Socialist Party, learning theology, um, getting to be fully involved in their activities. Something that was upon my heart was serving the people of my nation. And that I, I, I later on found out that was the core of the Socialist Party. That is what they put at the center of its core. Mm-hmm. So when I was given a chance to say, the people want you to stand in this. I took it up because that's what I want. To begin with, I love the saying, say, be the change you want to see. I, I took a step further. And much more that over the years, uh, being inspired by the so many new women that we had from colonial. We had women in politics, not that we never had. But the recognition from way back, the women have just never been recognized as much That's as true. we have the men recognized. Uh, we had women that took part in the independence of Mother Zambia. They fought mm-hmm. hand in hand with the men of our country. Mm-hmm. But today, do we have a number of them being mentioned and put on the map? These are the women that put uh, support in and getting our freedom, we do not have. So it's the same energy that the women back then had that mm-hmm. we want to board today. Today we get okay. about 17% of women representation in parliament, which is a small piece of cake. We see 9% of councillors in the entire country, which is very low. We have spoken and we have preached about women getting into politics. And this year's elections, yes, a lot of women have stepped up and said, we're getting into this. Because okay. uh, for so many years, we've had a lot of men look down on the women to say, they're second-class um, citizens. They belong to the kitchen. They belong to the homes, taking care of the kids, taking care of the family and the men themselves. So we all look up to the men. But to be honest, there's so much that the women carry in them. Their skills, their leadership skills. We see them leading in churches, see them leading in homes, we see them leading in all other kind of uh, organizations. If given a chance to run into government spaces, we can mm-hmm. see drastic changes. And we believe the power that comes with a woman. Let, where let, a woman let, let's hear from Ms. Mwinga also. Mm. <laughs> she said it all. <laughs> she has said it all. She has so said sorry. it all. <laughs> yes. Uh, what what more can I say? No, uh, yeah, you know, for me, if asked um, maybe beginning of the year, mm-hmm. if I would find myself in um political career, I would have said, oh, no. But in saying that, I have been very active in the background in the PF party. And um, for me, the push was more like, uh, you know, Greg said, it's a calling. You know, I love to serve people. And looking back, 
you find that I've been a busybody throughout. <laughs> I'm look, I, I was looking at myself and saying, at school, at church, in the workplace, I've been a busybody. And I think what also enhanced, enhanced this call was um, I got involved in the community here. Mm. At the time, I had a very busy job, demanding job. Half the time, I was not even around. You know, I was all over the Zambia duties. Yeah. But I was still very much involved in the community, doing my bit. And for me, it was just natural. And then because I had made so much noise in the community, you know, to get the right services to the people and everything, the exposure, the experience, I woke up one day and I just heard people calling out for me. You know, mm. it's a general election. We want you to come and stand as counselor. And I was like, no, I won't do that. No, I just want to continue with my community service. But then, you know, when you look, the pressures and people really want you. And, and I think for me, the time is sort of right for me to step in. And then also, you, so I thought this is an opportunity for me to come out, step up. And mm -hmm. also, you know, uh, generally, we women are caring. We are good listeners. We have a nurturing tendency about us. And uh, we're always willing to help. And I thought, why not? Let me step up and um, do my service from another level. And if it yes. means getting into the political arena, why not? We have um, great women. The PF uh, party has fought history by having the Mama Inonga winner. Those are all women that have inspired us. We have even um, the Chief Justice, female appointments of permanent secretaries, all those are, you know, you look and say, oh, okay, now it's our time. The men are recognizing us that we have something yourself with the calling that you have already. And, you know, you're well-known, you're a people person. Step up. Why don't you take this to another level? So we're here. Okay. We're in the political arena. Excellent. One more personal question for both of you before, both, uh, before we get into the integrity of constituency issues. Who was the first person in the family that you opened up to about this, and how did that conversation go? Mwinga, who was the first person that you opened up to? Okay, so we are four in the family. We are two, two, two guys and two ladies. My immediate young sister, who's my last born, is my best friend. And, of course, she's the first person I had to open up to and said, look, this is what is happening. People are calling for me to apply. What do you think? She says, go for it. Why are you even asking me? And I'm like, it's politics. And says, so what about it? <laughs> so my sister... Uh -huh. uh, Dr. Mshula Manigan was my first person, and then thereafter I cast the net wider. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, Grace was the, the person you opened up to, and that was their response. I hope the other people won't kill me for this, because others thought they were first. Um, 
I first broke the news to my grandfather. Okay. Who the family papa. So he's he's one of the people I I have a close relationship with. Um mm. we talk he's an inspiration and he's a great mentor. He's he's been a mentor in so many ways. So I thought I should um breast against him first and then if anybody had to hear it on social media or whatever way to get it, at least he would be the one that was going to spread it all over. Okay. So we we had a good conversation and thereafter everybody heard about it that he was very and of course the question of politics, really? And I was like, um, yeah, uh-huh. not tennis, uh-huh. not the pulpit, I'm taking up politics. <laughs> um, you know, the Simonolas in tennis, the Simonolas in the pulpit. So I said, easy, my tennis ball will be in politics, this is the field, and I'm taking the pulpit in politics. So this is it. That's, That's good. good. That's good. Very supportive. I've had okay. support from my entire family okay. and friends. Mm. Roger? Yeah, I have a follow-up question, Ms. Winga. Uh, you, you mentioned some powerful ladies uh, in Zambia. Um, help us understand how, uh, how much... Co- yeah, we, the, the men have messed up just as bad. Uh, maybe even worse. <laughs> But for the two ladies we have, Mama Inonge, um, the Supreme Court, the lady we all admired, are you giving us any confidence, Ms. Minga? Uh, if you look at the performance of the two most powerful ladies in Zambia, do we have any confidence you'll be any, dif- any different? Cool. You should have confidence in us. Okay. We set the okay. trend. And we can we set the trend and we can only carry forward and better the trend. You know, these are two powerful women, uh, the Chief Justice and Mama Inonga Wina, have been an inspiration. They've risen up in very difficult in a very difficult in, uh, environment. This is a man's world. It's not easy also being um, a vice president and the vice president of a political party where everybody is totally different, but you have to embrace. And I give her thumbs up that she has held the plane, that respect, and uh, it's just amazing. She's such an inspiration. The Chief Justice came in, working in also a different environment, what is deemed to be seen as it's a men's world, but she has held her, you know, her stance is there and stuff. So, of course, you must have uh, confidence. Enough, that we can only do better from here. We'll carry on. It's a continuous process, but uh, you can be rest assured that you've got more to see. We have learned from the best, and we shall carry, uh, you know, the mantle forward. Thank you. I like that. You, you, are, you are going to see more. We haven't seen the best. Okay, let's get to your constituency, Grace, and to your word, Ms. Mwinga. Miss um, Winger, tell us how broad is this word? What is the population? Yeah. Uh, what is the mainstay? The main, how is it broken down? Civil servants, private sector, business owners. 
break it down to us. Yeah. Okay. So I'm uh, the adopted counselor for Malungu Ward 21, mm-hmm. which is in Mandevu constituency. Mandevu has, uh, is one of the best number of registered voters. Most times you find that we are the highest in the country, but the recent uh, voter registration, we are behind uh, Mandevu, but we are at the heart of Zambia. Uh, my constituency, Mulungushi Ward 21, it's in Kalundu, it's, uh, it, it comprises of Kalundu, Olympia, mm-hmm. and part of Luangwa in Garden there, where the population is quite dense. So it's a mixed, multicultural, multiracial ward. I could say maybe we have uh, maybe 20,000 uh, people residing in the area. It could have uh, dropped because over the years, they've rezoned the area, which, is, which was residential, still gazetted as residential, but it's now mixed use. So you have a lot of business houses uh, that have come in, and it's diverse. We have um, all the amenities within um, my, my ward. You have the church, you have uh, hospitals, you have schools, you have all sorts of businesses uh, operating in the area. But... Uh, Despite the businesses operating in the area, it's still predominantly residential. And uh, it's busy. Uh, I'm still waiting to get my numbers. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, we managed to capture maybe 5,000 registered voters for the ward itself. And uh, the other areas for Mandevo, we've got uh, over 161,000 registered voters in the constituency. So that is my word. It has, I mean, there are all sorts of businesses running. It's it's actually a hot cake uh, word because um, of its location. We are along um, Great East Road and uh, with all this massive infrastructure that has come up, all these malls, it's a hot cake. So you you see that the business houses are trying to get in, buy plots, put up, uh, you know, business um, business things and everything. So it's a hot cake, but mm-hmm. regardless of that, it's still predominantly residential. residential. And you find that because of that and the statute remains active, you have to go, when you do buy a plot and you want to put up a business structure or a you know, come up with whatever. You have to go through the process of changing uh, the use of the land from residential to business business or to whatever. And that is where I also stepped in because the community is part of the planning process Yes. within a community. And, you know, running as a councillor, you're working with local government and local government me being a councillor, I'm a bridge between the community and the local government, the municipality or the council. Mm. So all these uh, massive uh, transformations that are going through, a community is a stakeholder. They have a say. 
So you still find that even if it's been rezoned, my ward has been rezoned as mixed use, the planning process still has to go through the change of land use, and that is the point where the community has a say in it. Very nice okay. area, still big yard and everything, but okay. also it comprises of garden area, which is high density mm -hmm. and very exciting. I'm really looking forward to getting in there and doing my Okay, excellent. Grace, well, a, a breakdown for us. What is the, how does, it's Kwacha constituency, right? Constituency, yes. Yeah, so tell us about Kwacha constituency. What is the population? What is the main scale of the people? What is going on in, in, in Kwacha constituency? So um, maybe just to start with the geography of Kwacha, mm -hmm. uh, wants to know that it is in the northeast of Kitwe about 10 kilometers from the central business district. Um, and we have a population of uh, 1,133, um, 155. The more population that we have in Kwacha is more of the women and the youth, I would say. Um, the constitu constituency comprises of seven wards. So it has seven wards, and we have um, Kwacha wards, we have Langirino, we have Luwa, we have Ipichilo, we have Chantete, we have Mutonda, which was recently cut off uh, from Ipichilo. And then we have, I think that, and then we have Riverside. So um, most of the people out say we have the waking class, more of the waking class. So the working class, we have marketeers, it's a whole mixture. But if we really had to put it on the map, we would say um, it's filled up with the mid-class citizen. okay. citizens. So these citizens, are... Minors, yes, kind the, of thing. Yes, mm. self-employed, uh, small business owners, and all sorts. And in as much as we still have the un unemployed number of youth in the constituency, but yes. more of that. Um, right now, we have a reduction in the voters, the people registration. So we had about seven, 70,000 voters in 2016 elections. We, it has reduced to about 64,000. Um, Why? General elections. Um, why? May I'm 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 not really sure. I would say with these elections for this year, well, in as much as everybody is excited to say um, there's a there's so much going on with these year's elections, and people are really looking forward to 12 August, and but a lot of people are also frustrated and also confused. And maybe that is the reason why I didn't get up and uh, register. And also just the system that we had of um, the, registra the, the registration of the voters cards itself, because we are in COVID. Mm -hmm. Not so many uh, stations were open so that people could go in and register. So we had all those pickups. People are working and you, you have okay. to be in a 
school, long period of time. So there are various reasons why we've had the number reduced. Okay. Let me let's let's make some progress. Yeah, we um I realize I'm losing time and we have a lot to talk about. Here with you, Grace. Give us three priorities. Three your top priority issues if you are elected member of parliament that you are going to address. Three of them. First thing is the issue of unemployment that have I've talked about. Second mm-hmm. uh, is the issue of health facilities. And then education, um, stroke, uh, sanitation of the people of Pacha. Okay. Over the years, we've, we've had um, youth getting into colleges and school. We have quite a number of youth that, are, that do not have jobs as it stands right now, not because they don't want to work, not because they're unable to, but because um, we just don't have uh, accommodating facilities or systems that allow majority of the youth to get the, the employment that they need. And by the end of the day, we are having each one of them getting back into the society after graduating from college, after finishing their grades or their secondary education. So we have a lot of youth in culture right now that are jobless. Okay. So the priority is ensuring that every youth who has lost they hope to say they'll never find a job, they'll never be able to have an income in life to say after 12 August, all this will be put in place. All right, excellent. Uh, Mwinga, three priorities you have when you are elected councillor of Mulungushi Ward? Ward 21, yeah. Um, the water and sanitation. Uh, um, issue. Like I mentioned, Luangwa is part of uh, my ward, mm-hmm. so I'd love to look at the situation, situation there, but also even in the area, uh, Kalundu and uh, Olympia, which is what people call Kumayat, it has uh, water challenges and, you know, we're not serviced by the main Lusaka water and sewage network, so it makes it difficult and then you have uh, a lot of boreholes, so we are all sort of trying to get water up from the same sources. The other one, uh, which is of great importance, is the youth activities. We need to get the youth in my ward to do to get out of um, uh, you know the negative vices that uh, we've seen around that are happening. So our government has uh, introduced uh, several you know initiatives and um, empowerment. So we need to tap into those empowerments, get the youth to do something, get the kids that have finished school to get skills and, you know, just join into various activities so that they get out of these negative vices, find an area where we can have a a recreational center so that, you know, we have a diverse number of um, activities offered. The other one of great concern, because we are surrounded by uh, compounds, we call them high-density areas, so we have a lot of security concerns, and uh, those security concerns are also, you know, assisted by the fact that uh, our street lighting is quite poor. So water and sanitation, youth activities, and security will be my top priority come uh, 12 August. 
Mm, excellent. You are listening to Zambia Block Talk Radio and watching Zambia Block Talk Radio TV. My guest this morning, afternoon, and evening, depending on which part of the world that you're watching, is Mwenga Sichula. She's the PF candidate for Mulungushu Ward 12. And Grace Namunyola, who is Socialist Party Member of Parliament uh, candidate for Kwacha Constituency. We want to let you know all that uh, in August, uh, we'll be having the first ever Zambia uh, inaugural, Zambia USA inaugural business conference in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. There is the website. You can go to that website and register. If you want to be a vendor, all the information is there. Please visit www.zusbc.com and all the information that you need is there. You can come from Europe, Africa, everywhere. Just get in touch with us, and we shall make arrangements for you to get a visa to come into the country. So the place to be this year in August is Las Vegas for our 2021 annual biannual Zambia U.S. Business Conference. Okay, let me continue my discussion with my, my guests here. I'm really enjoying this to hear these women who, get, who have given up they are beautiful professional careers <laughs> to step up into this political arena. Uh, you have both addressed the issue of sanitation and security, which are key issues. Mwinga, uh, is there a police station in your area? Um, we, we are serviced by one which is nearby in Lombe. And we also have Manda Hill, we also have Les Soleil. But excitingly enough, we have a police post that has been uh, constructed and it's at mm-hmm. roof level and it's just a few meters away from my area, which is, I, I'm sent to, you know, Olympia and Luamba. Okay. So we have a process to make sure that we access the uh, the development funds that uh, you know are available, and uh, it's exciting to know that our police force is coming up. We also intend to get a police force in uh, Olympia. Those are the people that are also suffering. And uh, the other area, Luangwa, is also serviced by Manda Hill and the police uh, in Ngwerere uh, area. So yes. Uh, with the massive uh, infrastructure development that uh, we've embarked on as a PF government, which can be seen all over the country, uh, it's exciting to know that uh, resources are available. We just have to tap into them so that uh, we can make our areas secure and keep our, you know, our community safe. Mm. Uh, so that we all leave the children in our areas. And our young children, these are our future leaders. We have, uh, I think, uh, in Zambia right now, the population is about 74% of um, people that are under the age of 30. So we also need to, you know, leave, uh, bring them up and leave a secure environment for them. So, yes, uh, a police force is coming up, and I have several in my world. What is the relationship? If this security thing is a key, is big for both for the both of you, and you know this. You both talked about security yes. issues. Those of you who'd like last questions, please let me know. 
you can do your thing on Zoom by lifting up your hand. We'll be going back to Canada to my friend here. He has a follow-up question. Uh, Grace, the issue of security is, is, is crucial in, in, in our country today. Um, and at the heart of things, the, life, the lives of the residents, the citizens, the social amenities, education, and all these things are crucial. But I want us to zero in on security for time's sake. Do you, how many police stations do you have in Kwacha constituency? What is the relationship of the residents with the police? Thank you so much, Nathan. Um, we, I would say we have quite a number of police stations in the constituency. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one in Bulangilino Ward. Um, uh, Ipsilowad has a police force. Um, Riverside has. Mkana East has. Um, Musonda has a small police force. But I, I would say we, we have in almost all the wards, we have police force. Uh, police stations. Really, the issue okay. of security is major. Yes, to be honest, to be honest, today if we had to talk about, um, in as much as we have police stations everywhere, but the relationship, mm-hmm. the relationship that the people have uh, with the police stations. Are we able to pick up a phone call in case you're in trouble, you're in danger? Are you able to pick up a phone call and dial 911? You would have uh, policemen or police officers at your rescue? I don't think so. Today, we are having more, um, people are being more favorable in terms of security and the police relation if you are on the other side. Um, I would on the opposition side. So if you have to be connected, in short, you have to be connected to a police officer. You have to be connected to the police station if you, if you needed to get better services. But to the people of yeah. Pacha, uh, is that what is supposed to happen? Well, the people of Pacha saying each and every one of us needs proper security. Each one of us is entitled to get to a police station and report an issue, report a matter, but is it being followed up? Are we having mm-hmm. police officers at the point of our need when we need them? No, we're not. So we have a lot of people that are taking it into their own hands. You take the law into your own hands and handle oh, it. That's not good. You'd say, okay, I'm going to hire the unemployed youth to handle the case on my behalf because you know, by the end of the day, even if, even when you take it to the station, we'll talk about the issue of corruption, which is which we know is is happening. Is there? If somebody has the money and they talk to the policeman and talk it over, even with the other person being in the wrong, though, it'll be it'll be clean and dusted. They'll walk away just like that. But the mm. poor masses okay. of constituency want it way better than it is now. We appreciate that uh, the facilities are being put in our constituency. We appreciate that the fact we have the police force in our areas, but we would want them to work accordingly because they're in those um, 
uh, offices to serve the people, to save the community. And that is what we want them to do, to be there for the community. Let the community feel safe. Kwacha constituency had over the months, over the years, had issues of um, gangs. It has issues of the youth ganging up. There's this group, there's that group. So people are being forced to get into their homes pretty early because they just don't want to be robbed. They don't want to be beaten. People have been beaten for that, for no reason. One of wow. the groups have been killed just a few meters away from their, their, their yard. Is that what we long to see? Is that how we want our society to go on years and years to have? No. So they is a better system of handling the whole situation. Okay. Michael, uh, follow-up question for my colleague in Canada. Those on the radio, if you have a question, please let me know. The host would like you to unmute your microphone. You can press star six to unmute. Roger, please go ahead. Yeah, Ms. Minga, so far I think um, this has been a friendly ground for you. But as you know, you are in the, already the ruling party. Um, so you are the incumbent. You are supposed to run you are unmuted. as an incumbent uh, party. Security you talked about, cadres in Zambia. We have now cadres who can go to the police station and beat up the police people. We have cadres who can go to um, uh, cadres who, who, who can go in the government building and remove people you are not supporting the PF and remove them. The fear, like uh, Ms. Uh, Ms., uh, Ms. Grace has uh, talked about here. If the PF are allowed to come into power, the Kadarism we have seen now, if you cannot control them, you have the fear of an election ahead of you, but you fail to control the Kadars. Imagine without the fear of an election, what will happen? That is number one. Okay, still on number one. What will happen, in my view, uh, Ms. Vinga, is that all of us will need Kadars to protect us, like she's saying. The police will not be there to protect us because the cadres are so powerful. Now imagine what will happen to Zambia. We are going the Somalia way, where every group has got their own militia to protect them. Every group has their own militia. Can you defend that record? That's number, number one. The PF is able to say, uh, Nathan, I don't know if you heard what I, I said to her. We've been very nice to her, but she's in the, the ruling party. We have to give her their record. Run on, the, on your record. The PF are the most, uh, most corrupt government Zambia has ever had. That is just a fact. And this is why the hardship, the people we are, we, are, we, are, we are seeing today, fire trucks, for instance, they bought fire trucks. Where did that money come from? And now when it's time to pay, they can't pay. Now people are suffering. Please defend that record. The last one, Chishimbakambuiri right now, is on the tour of the tribal message again. Are you on record, Ms. Munda, are condemning uh, this act, the PF as, as engaged in from the start? They can't rule, they can't do things right. Now they want to divide us. Tongas are not Zambians. Only members are Zambian, or oh, this one is Zambian. That is my uncomfortable record 
I want you to answer. You, you are here as a ruin, but thank you. Thank you so much. It's unfortunate uh, some of the incidents that you've mentioned, but as a PS party, we have been guided on how we must behave. So it's unfortunate that some of these uh, chaps that are doing um, unscrupulous things, uh, some of the things you mentioned are being termed as PS cutters. The incidents you mentioned, for example, because we are the ruling party, anything that is negative will be thrown to us. Some of the incidents you have mentioned, uh, we have been on record to say those are not our members. Some of those people are just not our members. And because we have this thing of trying to dent the Why are they not arrested, Ms. Why are they not arrested? I think these cases have been followed up. Some people were arrested, and these uh, cases are being charged uh, in the courts of law. Speak about corruption, but uh, take the matters to the relevant authorities for them to, fo uh, to follow through. You know, we cannot just be talking about corruption, corruption, or no. We don't even know some of the details that are, you know, involved in some of these things. There's so much hearsay. There's so much this and that. The authorities are there, the right people to handle these corruption cases. We have the ACC. We have the Drug Enforcement Commission. The onus is on people to just not be armchair critics, having these discussions. Take your evidence to the right authorities and get them to investigate. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty. The statutes are there. The law is there. So if somebody is corrupt, take your evidence to the right authorities and let them investigate the matter. Sitting there just labeling uh, a party, CSA, corrupt, what, what, and stuff, it's not going to help us. We've got a country to build. You've seen them. We took a bold stand. We have developed this country. We, you know, we have delivered our promises and given them uh, the mandate. In the next five years, believe you me, we're going to take this country to great So, if people have evidence, if people have hard evidence, where people can start from, the right authorities can start from to go and investigate these cases. Please. Feel free, take them, and let the authorities do their work. They're talking of Chishima um, Kamwiri. We cannot talk about the person who is not part of this discussion. He has his own way of doing things. It's unfortunate that uh, we are one Zambia, one nation. Our president, uh, Dr. Edgar Chagualungu, our vice uh, president, Mama Inonge Wina, the whole party, Everybody has been preaching about peace, one nation. If people are doing things, any, I have not heard this, I am hearing from you, but it's unfortunate, but we stand on one Zambia, one nation. We're going to make every Zambian count, leaving no one behind. Okay, excellent. 
Um, those joining us on radio, uh, Yama, I don't know whether you had a question or a comment for our guest. We would like to hear from you as well. And everybody, we are, our discussion today is women stepping up for public office. And uh, Grace, do you want to respond to, uh, to any of that? Uh, any of the questions that was asked? Uh, about corruption and uh, all these things. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't know what... what... I, 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 can, I can make my contribution um, in as much as um, my fellow comrade has responded on her part of this. Uh, well, we cannot run away from the running that has been going on in almost every sector. Just like I mentioned, even with the police police stations that we we've seen a lot of uh, polarized communities and all these connections. So the connection is everywhere. The corruption is everywhere. Be it in the health sector, be it in the education sector. We see a lot of people having privileges because they're known, they, they know somebody, because they have to pay into something. But it's, by the end of the day, it's a whole system that is corrupt. It's a whole system that we have in place. So even if we had to take one person, we've seen people get arrested, and it's just for formality sake by the end of the day. We get people arrested, two days later they are released. Is there any charges? Are they sentenced? If it's an issue of being sentenced, is there any judgment passed? We see them taken out on bail, and that's it. Do we have uh, higher authorities or the system follow up to change and get to the root cause of all this? No, we don't. We haven't been walking the talk. Right now, the current government has not been walking the talk when it comes to corruption. We're getting to see a number of issues being raised. It's an everyday issue where we get to hear those corruption and there's those corruption there. But for how long are we going to continue living it like that? Because now it's like the normal way. We don't even, we no longer even get surprised to say, oh, this person there, that those corruption there. We say, oh, okay, because it, that's been the trend. Is that how it's supposed to be? No, that is not how it's supposed to be. And that's why... Okay, Grace, let, 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 me, let me interrupt you there and say, okay, Mwinga is saying you guys keep throwing all these things at the ruling party. A person is proven is innocent until proven guilty. Okay, have these. Let's have a discussion here. We throw these things of corruption at the ruling party and all these things. Uh, do we really know the insights of what is going on here? Let me be a devil's advocate here. Okay, just before you come in, Nathan, just to that question. We, the Zambian people, have put the PF in power and Mr. Nungu in power. We have given them the SEC the investigating wing, we have given them the police, the CID. Here comes fire truck, 48 of them, fire truck. You find out. You want to ask who, who are not paid to, to, to find out, okay? 
suppose the Miss Minga here says, oh, you, you can't appoint, we can't find the people. Guess what? You are telling us that you are incompetent. You are not supposed to be in power. How does someone, 48 houses, you fail to find the owner? You are incompetent. You are not supposed to be around power. This is what we are talking about, Daphne. Go ahead, Miss Grace. That's the evidence. What, what more evidence do we need? This is what we'll do. We'll try, I'm sure, we'll us working with Mwinga here and everybody, we shall get a, a, a senior party official from PF to come. Thank you. So that the defense... will show up. They will. Miss Shula will help us to get a, a party member here. We have 10 minutes before we end this discussion. Uh, Mwinga, what, is the, what would you say is your challenge in this campaign? What is your major challenge in the campaign? Um, we are in the COVID era, and uh, the temperatures mm-hmm. have dropped. We are experiencing the third wave already. Uh, uh, the number of cases have uh, risen. Then uh, we've also changed our system of uh, how we're going to campaign, send our message out there, get our voters to rally behind us uh, so that we can retain power. Okay. So it's a different sort of, uh, you know, way of doing things. So with the COVID comes uh, a way that we cannot do the the rallies, uh, which is what everybody's used to. Uh, so that is the biggest challenge uh, because now we have to go to door and find. Uh, like in my area, people are working, they have mm-hmm. business houses, so it's difficult to go to like and stuff. So, yes, the, the biggest challenge, uh, yeah, COVID has sort of limited us to, to get the people to get out there because what really works um, is a traditional type of, um, you know, selling your message. You have the Bustele, Chimuela Na Chilila, and everything. But also, uh, you know, the, the door-to-door is a new thing, so yes. to say. Yes, people have done it, but now it's like it, 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 it just has to be door-to-door. We cannot take the risk of uh, going out there and holding those massive rallies that have thousands and thousands of people because we have been guided by, you know, the health um We've been guided by the, you know, the health practitioners, and also the, our party has guided us on how we're going to conduct ourselves and, uh, you know, market ourselves. So yeah, the biggest challenge is also, you know, people are are, are wondering, no, rally where the bitenges, where the t-shirts. It's, it's very mm-hmm. limiting because they're not used to that. So it's sort of difficult because you're trying okay. to sell yourself, but also you're trying to explain to them that uh, no. Because of COVID, that was COVID, you know, kind of thing. COVID has been there for a while. So what is so new? So yeah, it's you know, it's just the, okay. the totally diff- different way of conducting these uh, campaigns is uh, the biggest challenge. Okay, Grace, you are dealing with a broader or wider area in terms of uh, compared to uh, Moinga here. You are dealing with a larger population, a wider area. What is your biggest campaign challenge? 
Um, just like Winda has noted, um, first things first, the, one, the main thing, the main challenge that has hit us all badly is the issue of COVID. Um, third wave mm-hmm. now, cases keep rising. When a campaign period, we have we're counting down TikTok, TikTok every day. Um, the lives of our people matter. The lives of our people come to that. In as much as we want to go out there, flat out and campaign, we're also getting to sit down and think because it's the people's lives we're dealing with. If we lose out the people, we don't. We won't have anybody casting their votes on the 12th of August. Door-to-door campaigns, we've embraced it. It's the only way we're, we're going to do campaigns. No yeah. rallies that people are used because that has been the pattern uh, all along. Uh-huh. The new yeah. normal, everyone has to adjust and get to the door-to-door campaign. But the, also the challenge is being op- in opposition is not an easy one. Um, Winga is uh, in the ruling party, probably should say not all is well, mm. but we haven't had it easy as the opposition. Uh, so the unfairness in some areas, even the door-to-door campaigns itself, sometimes we are not allowed to campaign door-to-door. We're not allowed, we're not being allowed to get into some places because the ruling party is there. So there are all these. We saw what happened we, when we were uh, having our campaign launch in Kasama. So if one minute you're given a permit and the next minute anything can happen, they tell you, no, we've canceled your payment. So it, it hasn't been easy. The media, the outside media is only accessible to certain individuals or certain parties, um, selective in application, all that. Then the other, the other challenge is also resources. Much more being female, a female candidate, well, you have out there, you have people that would say the men have more women have resources. We have three minutes or two minutes remaining here, and I want the, the two of you to respond to this. Mwinga, uh, they are cause you yourself have used this phrase, Ichimuera. Okay, there is this Ichimuera, there is this wave cause for change because of the people, they say, are tired. They are saying that PF have failed and all these things. Okay, Ichimuera, there is a Ichimuera for change. Grace, uh, your party is new, and the name is Socialist. That brings memories of unique. Zambians don't want to hear anything about Socialist. Uh, how is okay? Let me start with Mwinga. There is a Chimuera for change. How are you dealing with that? Um, change where? Change what? Change the party. We need new leaders. That's what. Why? I, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that, but okay. I'm hearing it for the first time. But um, in life, of course, change is inevitable, and you either force it or it's initiated. Mm-hmm. 
But currently, what is there to initiate or force? We have delivered on our campaign promises. Look at the massive infrastructure that uh, the PF got. It was a bold step. Years, governments before us never did anything. The population has been growing. The infrastructure remains the same. And years later, it cannot serve. It took a bold stance and said, come 2021, it's there to see. So I'm surprised. When I mentioned the word Ichimuela, it's not Ichimuela, it's a window of change. People are talking about Ichimuela. That's the referencing of my Ichimuela. So I'm quite surprised like that uh, like I'm actually it. hearing for the first time that uh, there's a call for change or there's uh, a window of change. Where? Change where and change okay. what? Change who? All right, good. You see why it's good to have women in Yeah, this, this woman, yeah. I like her confidence. Yeah. Um, let, we are run out of time. Grace, very quickly, how are you dealing with the stigma of socialism, a new party? And we are not going to talk about Mr. Membe. Like Moinga, guy, Moinga said, let's not talk about the person who's not here. In very under one, under 20 sec, 30 seconds, I'm sorry. How are you dealing with the stigma of the social party? There's no stigma to with. There's no stigma to begin with. Socialism, okay. socialist party, a whole different party. We've never had a socialist, socialist party from the beginning. Unique, this is new generation. I don't know what unique mm-hmm. is. So I'll say, do not know what unique is. We are getting there and we're not starting to teach them or tell them what socialism is or what different it is. Well, UNIP was a capitalist on the social democratic side of it. Yes, but we 
Ne Should be coming in as well by Dr. Kajira from uh, Canada, from Canada here. Uh, she should be with me. Uh, just put on your, your mic. I, I saw you, Dr. Kajira, if you are in. Uh, please uh, put on your, your, your video and uh, we will allow you in. Um, Hi, Roger. Hi. Yes, yes. So, do, uh, I, I, is it unmuting your video? Uh, you, you, like you need to unmute me. Says oh. you, you're not allowing me to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Our 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 director behind the programs, I think, will do that. Please uh, unmute uh, um, Dr. Akajira from Canada, who is going to be joining us. Uh, we are discussing the unpaid Zambian doctors uh, in uh, our country. Uh, that discussion. And next on the program, we shall be joined by the UPND. National Chairman, uh, David, is it? No, no, that's not David. Um, is Liswaniso. He will be also on the, on the show. And then on top of the hour, uh, the roundtable team will be uh, coming live to discuss a lot of issues. One of it is Chishimbakambui tour, tribal tour. He is traveling. He got some shock last time uh, where he's been in, um, in, in, in Selenje. We, I, I thought yes, we I should. I, I thought we, I thought we should be worried, but um, the the people are really standing up uh, to that kind of message, and uh, it is very refreshing. So, stay um, uh, where you are. I'm not sure if the, uh, let, let me try. Uh, I am unmuted. Okay, now now I can start the video. All right, wonderful, Doctor Kajira, welcome. Uh, been a long time. Uh, yes. How is how is the east? I only say the east because I make mistakes when I mention down. Uh, how are you doing over there? Oh, we're good. We're good. The weather is great. How, how are you doing? Uh, it's warm. I think today okay. twenty three degrees. Warm. Uh, so we're enjoying summer. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful. No, it's been wonderful here. Uh, 27 degrees uh, it was uh, last night. So as you know, uh, here in the uh, uh, in the prairies, we don't have uh, um, aircon. 
but that is a discussion for another day. Let's not eat. We've already eaten six minutes of your time. We are also expecting a friend from Zambia who is one of the doctors who is suspended, Nathan. Uh, do we have any information about that, Nathan? No, I don't see him here. Um, he hasn't connected in yet. Let's see what is going on with that. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Right. W- w- wonderful. So, Dr. Kajira, yes. we have, uh, in my view, doctors who are being disrespected. That, that, that's, that's where I, want, I would like to, to, to put it. But I will not go there. Uh, you can go there if, if, if you want to. Lay the groundwork, Dr. Kajira, for us. Lay the uh, uh, groundwork. What does it mean to be a medical doctor, especially in the African context? On on a family, you have a doctor. What does that mean at a community level? Maybe here in the West, we take it for granted there should be a doctor. But back home, some of the places don't even have doctors. What does it mean a community has a doctor? And at the country level, the doctor, what does that really mean? We want to compare that to the disrespect the doctors are receiving in our country. And these people, are they worth what they are or there's something else we are missing? Well, Roger, uh, first of all, I'd like to welcome all the, uh, your listeners, viewers uh, around the world. Uh, particularly those uh, uh, in Zambia, our <laughs> home, uh, we welcome you. And uh, just just to make, uh, before I answer any question, um, I want to make it clear that here I'm not coming as an individual, but I'm coming as a representative of my organization. Uh, I'll come to laying the ground in a short uh, time, but let me just put some disclaimers. So I'm not going to talk just as an individual from my personal point of view, I'll be very sensitive to speak uh, according to what our group feels about the situation uh, to do with doctors. So that's uh, the first disclaimer. The second, now, the group that I represent, for those who may not know, is called Global Alliance of Zambian Healthcare Professionals. So from the, wor- the way it's described, you can tell that we are, first of all, global in the sense that we are coming together as, um, as an army of healthcare pro- professionals from around the world who are Zambian primarily. We know that brain drain has uh, uh, affected Africa over the years. I'm one of those who left home uh, to come out here to Canada. And what we're thinking is that instead of um, uh, crying over spilled milk, why don't we reverse that brain drain and turn it into a, a, a something positive? So that's how we created Global Alliance of Zambian Healthcare Professionals. The idea is to add value to the healthcare ecosystem in Zambia. And we would do that by participating in the delivery of good care. So I just wanted to kind of give you that premise. Now, coming to your question about what does it mean to be a doctor uh, at personal level, family level, community, and country? Um, that's you are muted. And uh, mm-hmm. it's quite subjective in the sense that I will talk about my own experience about being a doctor. So from personal experience, it's a, it's a, it's a profession that 
gives you a lot of pride when you graduate that day that you've actually been accorded the degree uh, of the Bachelor of Medicine and Surgery. It's a sense of pride because you know what you went through to achieve that goal. You had to mm. go through a process of um, competing for very limited positions, and when you make it through a rigorous training system, many, many years of studying, uh, many hurt moments of failing exams or passing and so on, and then you make it. So it's a sense of pride. But in terms of the, each doctor who qualifies, there's a big responsibility put upon him by society. So you're not achieving that qualification for your own uh, um, egoistic reasons. It's to make a difference in your country. And I, I can say that most doctors feel that way because we are governed by the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, whether we say it, uh, some medical schools actually make medical students uh, say the Hippocratic thought, we are not going to cause any harm. We put our patients first. So, that's, so, so, so we, are, we are very proud of that. Now, for family level, I think you and I will agree that when a member of the family becomes a doctor, the family is proud. They know the sacrifice that individual went through. They know the sacrifices they themselves as family went to put through that individual through med school because med school is expensive. So and uh, and all the sacrifices so they're proud. Plus in family circles, doctors are high regarded. They're held in high esteem uh, for various reasons which we'll touch on. In terms of country, same thing as family or community, same thing. Maybe the government spends a lot of money training these doctors using taxpayers' money and uh, therefore they expect an output from these. Uh, you are people. unmuted. I think in a nutshell, that's how I'll answer your question. Chris, that's everything you've put together. Now we go very, very quickly because of, because of time. A doctor is locked up for asking wages. Uh, we, 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 are, we don't have him here. We want us to hear how many months have they not been paid? The doctor, it's so shameful in my belly when I just feel that. But, Dr. Kajira, a, a doctor is, is, is locked up for demanding his or her pay. What are we really saying as a nation, as a society, to this special group of people? Thank you. Um, you know what? We are proud to represent our medical fraternity including doctors. And so when one of us is down, we feel affected, all right? That's wonderful. We are, we are very close-knit community. We share knowledge, we share ideas, and I, I'll probably say that GAZA, Global Alliance of Zambian Healthcare Professionals, have resident doctors as members, and we actually have an affiliation to them, um, which we've signed officially. And so for us, it comes close to home to see the young people um, demanding for what truly belongs to them. And as a result of that, they end up, uh, some of them, in jail. So to answer your question, it's painful to see that happening. But I guess one has to look at it in a contextual basis of what really is going on. Um, I have been talking to the young people on the ground, the RDAZ uh, members, 
who are power-owned members to, and I have a pretty good understanding of what the background is. So basically, the way I look at it is, when you get a job, you sign a contract, don't you, uh, my brother? Mm-hmm. You sign a contract that I will provide this service, I'll do this job, on the, and, and the, the other side of the bargain is the employer will say, okay, for the job you're doing, we're going to pay you so much. And you all agree and sign. That is a standard arrangement across the board. International labor organization recognizes that. And doctors are no exception. Uh, we, a lot of people like saying, you know, it's a vocation. Is medicine a vocation or is it a profession? That's an age-old uh, discussion, but uh, I think it could take us two hours to discuss it. But to put the point across is doctors deserve to be paid. They deserve to be respected with the kind of work they do. So when a doctor is not paid for the work, it indirectly reflects on the employer, employer that they probably don't value enough the contribution that these mm. are giving. Mm. So if I value you as my employee, one thing I'll make sure is that if you do a good job, I'm going to reward you for that job, and I'll pay you what you do. So, so I think uh, your answer is, your, to answer your question, yes, um, it reflects poorly on um, uh, uh, government's attitude to its uh, healthcare workers. Uh, I'm afraid we have to call it better space. We are nonpartisan, but, uh, but we like to deal with facts. Do- fa- doctors like to make diagnosis and then treat. So my thinking is always, where is the problem? What is the solution? So in this case, government is not paying doctors. The solution is pay the doctor. If you have a question, uh, please uh, raise your hand and speak. I'll, I'll allow you to ask Dr. Kajira a, a question, or if you have uh, any comments uh, to this uh, issue, uh, please uh, uh, do so. Uh, and Roger, this is Daniel on, on the radio. When you get a chance, I would like to make a comment. Okay, go, go ahead, Daniel. Make a quick, a brief comment. Okay. Thank you so much for bringing Dr. Gazira, and thank you so much to talk about uh, the strike uh, the doctors are having right now in Zambia. And I'm going to come, uh, I'm glad we have doctors who are coming on the doctor's perspective, and I'm going to come on, uh, uh, on the industry side and uh, as a truck driver here in the United States. I know that people don't value people like myself back home you know, uh, who are working on the, on the ground. Uh, I'll come out like spin-off from the doctor, the spin-off from the doctors, and that's why we should not allow this administration to come back to power. Is because they don't realize what doctors are for, you know. Doctors are creating jobs. Doctors are creating uh, employment for others, and of course, else does on a Dr. Kajila is coming on Elsa uh, 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 side. Roger, I work in the trucking industry. Sometimes the people take me to hold the stuff. They, sell, they tell me, Daniel, we want you to go to New Jersey, pick up uh, from Pfizer, and do not stop because that cargo is worth a lot of money. And make sure you, every time if you have to go to the bathroom, you call us, you know. And uh, because 
uh, 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 this administration, they do not value these young men, what they will contribute to, the, to our economy and what they will contribute to the health of uh, our, 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 our country. And we have to make sure that uh, uh, PF, they don't go back in power. For me, I'm blaming the PF. You know, they don't understand the economy. When they came in power, the stock market, man, up to now, even Dr. Lumba doesn't even talk about the stock market. Look how he's treating the doctors. He doesn't think of the spin-off from the doctors, man. You know, there's so much we can do with this young but, man. Ma'am, I think you've made that. Some of them, they're not just going to sit in a in hospital. Some of them, they'll create medicine. Some of them, they're creating uh, uh, equipment to heal people and stuff like that. You know, so this administration, just like the lady that came in. Go ahead. Hello, Vayama. You've made the point. Vayama here is saying, the same point you said, they are not valued, and when you when you look at that question, with the the, the foundation you laid for us, Dr. Kajira, that is the pain all of us are feeling. So, I'll be uh, bringing you in. I've seen you according. Please uh, uh, just stay in the waiting room. We'll be we'll bring you in as soon as that. Your comments to Vayama's uh, question or comment? Vayama is absolutely correct. Um, if you listen to the stories of the difficult conditions our young doctors, uh, nurses, and other healthcare uh, in general, I must say, they're, they're working under very difficult conditions. They're spending long hours. Now, this is where I wanted to throw some statistics. Africa, <laughs> Africa is at a deficit of 2.3 million healthcare workers. That's doctors and nurses. 2.3 million. Deficit, Africa. Okay? Africa only has 1.3% of all healthcare workers globally. So if you add all the healthcare workers in the world, we only have 1.3% of that. Zambia has a doctor-patient ratio of 12,000. So me as a doctor, I'm looking up to 12,000 people. Is that possible? Is that even something we should be? Uh, how, how, how is it in Canada, the ratio? Uh, in Canada, the ratio is about one in uh, a thousand. Right. So, yeah. so, it, wow. so Canada is within the, the recommended uh, area. Now, I say this with a heavy heart. I'm sure my folk on the ground will say, but you are part of the reason we have this deficit. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, but it is exactly what's happening right now for, with our doctors. We are forced to leave our beloved country because we just find it hard to, to survive in an environment where you're not valued. Um, these Western countries attract us by recruiting us but also retaining us. So recruitment is one thing. Training doctors is one thing, but retaining them another. Just to continue with my train of thought about statistics, so mm. one in 12,000 doctors, that's a lot of uh, deficits. The WHO recommends minimum one in 5,000, but ideally one in 1,000, okay? So we are way, way out of sync 
we are one of the, the doctor ratios in Zambia is one of the lower ones in Africa. Now, government has been training doctors and nurses to try and fill in this gap. But guess what? 500 doctors are sitting at home with no job. How do you explain that? You have a huge deficit, but at the same time, you can't employ to reduce that deficit. You see, so there's a paradox, there's a conflict here. Well, something is not right. Either the planners did not put things correctly, and also I'll say that investment in healthcare. I think Zambia in 2019 statistics, 9.3% of the you are muted. was given to healthcare as opposed to 12% that is at least recommended. If you look at SDGs and, uh, you know, um, and the other policies, um, they say that we should be allocating more to healthcare than we are. And Zambia allocated a meager amount. Uh, so, so I think there's a pro- we need to realign our priorities. And um, they were saying that uh, it, your health is your wealth, number one. And number two, uh, and a healthy population is not going to be productive. So we cannot look at building roads and highways in isolation from how healthy our, our population is. I'll stop there for a bit. There's, there's a lot more I want to say. But. Yeah, and our time, unfortunately, has gone down. But this is uh, one of the other things we've been covering on this uh, uh, broadcast uh, with Nathan. Uh, Africa is going Africa continental free trade area. And now you are living in a country where you are not valued. And you are free to travel. You are free to go get a job in Angola uh, or in Botswana or anywhere. This is the danger we are facing. If our planners, like you said, Dr. Kajira, are not careful, this is what we could face. A lot of, now, now it's 12,000, guess what? Just one another doctor are moving out of the country. We are talking about one doctor should be covering 15,000, just like that. And, and hence, the needless death, people dying. Uh, anyway, we end there, Dr. Kajira. Um, hope you can find the time where we can, uh, our brother will be probably joining us, uh, the doctors will be joining us, but we thank you for um, putting words to, uh, to this thing. Yeah, your last word, doctor. My last word, thank you, thank you, Roger, thank you, ZDTR. Um, my last word is this, and this is addressed to one, to, to the young doctors, Hmm. The uh, resident doctors, we, we love you guys. We know what you're going through in terms of how much sacrifice you're giving to, to the, for the sake of the country. Uh, hang in there. Uh, use peaceful means. Uh, use uh, diplomacy to try and get what you're looking for. Um, at the center of all this should be the patient. The patient should not suffer as a result of your action. So use your wisdom in doing this. Uh, but just know that the Zambian people value you, and they know that if you all left, there will be such a, big, uh, a, a deficit that can never be recovered. Uh, and also to the government, please, please, our permanent secretaries, talk to the doctors with uh, mutual respect. Uh, don't, put them in the, don't put them in the cell. Don't lock them up. What does don't that lock them up. Call them aside. Let reason prevail. But let's talk to each other in mutual respect. 
not about threats, it's about listening to the other one and say, you've got a point. Sometimes admit and say, sorry, guys, we meant to pay you, we are sorry, we couldn't, but this is what we are going to do to try and help you. Last thing, the morale of the doctors is important. Mm. You may have doctors quite to write, they may put their slow down down, but how motivated are they? Mm. Will they give a good treatment to the patient? Ask yourself those questions. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Kajira. We are going next uh, with uh, UPND uh, Youth Chairperson, uh, this one needs one. They call him Mosquito, General Mosquito Nathan. So who here? Why, why is for that? So, Takashi, why do they call him General Mosquito? Yeah, because so, you'll be in the blue room. You can listen in. You can okay, sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, thank yeah, you. Who here from uh, General Mosquito? Why is for like, like, like that?
the suspended doctor who is the I think he has even been removed from the organization as president of resident doctors in Zambia, something like that. Uh, he was supposed to be part of this discussion uh, for us to hear his side of the story. We believe in getting to the bottom of things. He just sent me a message that uh, he was told that if he does it, he is going to be locked up. So we are on this side of the world, Dr. Gazila. We uh, can say whatever we want. We are safe and sound. We do not want to put a man's life into jeopardy uh, just because we insist on having him on the radio. Okay, everybody. It's election time in Zambia, and we, we, we will be featuring. If you have some people, parliamentary candidates, councillors, even... Uh, those in your political party that you support, I know there are 11 presidential candidates, get in touch, we shall feature them, want to hear uh, their, their point of view. Hi, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Did you follow my discussion with the two ladies? Which one? Earlier on, I had the PM. No, I've just, I've just come in. Oh, okay. It, what it was, was he saying? It was a PF candidate and socialist. I was just trying to get, you know, this resurgence we have of ladies <laughs> stepping up to run for political office. We will never see They're anything. Like that. Uh? They are blind. Those, that again? Okay. They are very blind. How can you, what? a normal person, go join PF and stand on PF and socialist? <laughs> they are crazy. You know, you know when I allow that, that is uh, I, I allow those uh, to come in. I, allow those to come. Uh, uh, Mr. Please allow those uh, to come in. Uh, he, he, this general of ours, you look. Baro Janisha Mushimike video ya Mushire Monekela. Tamu ifo kumbona kolelo. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mama. Even the hostels, whatever. Yes, what we normally do, uh, uh, if we have a guest, we allow the, the guest to come in. Uh, you, you can come in. Uh, but uh, yeah, please allow uh, yeah, the Linda, the, the Linda phone. Uh, please let, let it uh, on. And uh, are you able to come on video? Yes. I'm glad. I'm to start the video here. Yeah, yeah. I do this. Uh -huh. Okay. Are you, able, are you able to see my picture? Yes, 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 yes. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm online. I'm in the line, mother. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Is this Lisaniso? This is the Lisaniso, yes. Lisaniso, listen. I thank you. God bless you for all that you are doing. Be protected. We love you. We are humbled. Thank you very much, madam. Okay. That's why we. Uh, that, that, that's why we called him. We wanted him to come to receive some love uh, to, to today. Um, <laughs> yeah, chairman. Let, let, let me start with Sony. So. How is the campaign doing, uh, back in Zambia? Thank you very much. I may say that I'm humbled to be hosted by you people there in diaspora who are trying by all means in your small way to check on us. 
to contribute in a little way to ensure that this country can be liberated again. Uh, we as the young people of the UPA in the East Sakosta country, I may say that we are ready for this election for the first time. Uh, looking from the time we have been doing our campaigns, I can see that the UPN youths, they are all over in the wards, in the polling station, in the branches, to try by almost to reach, to reach out to each and everybody. Uh, today I want to thank you because it has not been very easy. Twins, uh, Christina, I don't think you had such a meeting. If it was there, I may say, then we are, going, we are doing a good job again. But I'm looking in the, the majority youths across the country. There are many things which I'm learning for 2021 compared to 2016. So that as we are moving as a team, it's supposed to be collectively all of us. A, a coordinated uh, program uh, to help all of us. So I just want to share with you that uh, we will appreciate what you are doing you as a team there. We hear your names. We hear how you are contributing to the party. In any way, in terms of messaging, in terms of advice, I think most of the things which you bring to us reaches us as leaders of the young people in UPND. We thank you for that. May the good Lord bless you always. Now, coming to the main issue to do with the campaigns. Uh, campaigns, we are in gear three now. This election are very important for us. Our colleagues in PF have damaged this country in the sense that they're not ready to handle our power. We, the young people, the youth of the MP of UPND, even us in this election want to grab power from PF. Winning is another issue. Yes, about grabbing power. If this power it is in the pocket of PF, we need to cut that pocket and get that power and put it in our pocket. That's what we are determined to do in this election. If it will be one million people voting, we want to ensure that 800 has to vote for UPND. That's what we are trying to do. And if you have looked closely, the day of nomination, you saw that there were a lot, maybe before I mentioned about that, before nomination, so the issue of Edith Nawaki wanted to arrest Akainde Chilema, do this. You saw how the young people, for Saka District alone, they swung in just a command. They went to Akainde's place. It was like a rally, which made the police uncomfortable. Together, even by that time, offer a Home Affairs Minister not to arrest Akainde Chilema. The day of nomination, for the first time, our president, your president, was addressing most 22, 23, 24, 25, 28 years, 35. Most of them, they were young people. These were youths. And I want to tell you that the very day the police and the PF wanted to disturb that filing in. But because of the multitude of the young people, which we organized in all corners of Lusaka district, Checked the PF and the police. They could not do anything but to allow Mr. Aga Indechilema, your president, our president, and my president to ensure that we file in and has to do his job. Now, what is the message now coming to you people there?
what was the message sending to you that this election is for the women and the youth? Now, in terms of mobilization and protecting a vote, who's supposed to do that? It's the women and the youth who are supposed to do that. That's why all of us now, for us when the forefront, will do what is best. You are in the underground, we need to identify. What made us to lose an election or to be grabbed the election in 2016? I can tell you that plans are there. We are learning a lot from 2016, and those are the things which we are avoiding in this coming election. Elections are not won in Mulungushi at a district level or the council, no. Elections are won at a polling station. Elections are stolen at a polling station. As a party, we have been struggling, lining ourselves in Mulungushi and also in the total center like the, the civic center, forgetting the polling station. Even the manipulation of votes on 2016 mostly were done at a polling station in our stronghold and also in the stronghold. And these are the things that the National Youth Chairman I'm trying to avoid to ensure that we put in place uh, something which can work that everybody is agreeable to ensure that we grab this power. Number two, in 2016, it was very difficult, even I, Gilbert, I didn't know the result in certain constituents even in the province. You are a provincial youth chairman. You are a constituent youth chairman. You are a district youth chairman. You are a district youth chairman. You don't know the result, even the national youth chairman. Who's supposed to give a signal to the president? Should I wait the president tell me that I've won an election? The one who's supposed to signal is the youth chairman to say, this election we have won or we have lost. Because we have collected the result at a polling station with your team. And how do we do it now? The youth wing on its own should have its own PVT. Trust me, the result. The chairman should have his own. And I'm the one who's supposed to take even the risk to announce. They said, said no one should announce. Me, I'll announce as long as we are leading. I'll announce. And I'll tell Mr. Rogers and the team we have won this election. But wait for the this is a result. But what we have is showing us we are leading a group and then there should be now a morale in all the consequences. But those who have been assigned with Gen 20, they should collect the Gen 20. Mm-hmm. So what we are trying to do now, how do we achieve this? Is to decide mm-hmm. ourselves. Chairman Iswaniso and my deputies and the other provincial youth, we need to divide ourselves. That one should concentrate on the numbers of the polling station. This one how to deal with the monitors and observers. This one how to do mobilization. Once we divide ourselves, it will be very easy to monitor each other and do what is best, what you want your people from diaspora. And to achieve that, we need your advice, we need your wisdom, we need your vision. So collectively, all of us, we do what is best. What I've been avoiding, that people are coming with a laptop. No, let's do this. I'm refusing it because I'm learning from 2016. We have an idea as young people how to win an election. All we need is financial support. 
human resource, it is there. I don't want to cheat you. You have a lot of young people who are valuable to do anything. Even to tell them, can you kill cheat? They can kill. They are there. But what we need now is the support of each and everybody. How do we reach out? How do we bring everybody on board? How do we grab people within the PF to come and join UPND? How do we reach out? How do we relate okay. with these other people? Allow my Willis, uh, it keeps dropping. I don't know if it is us who are taking off. Let my Willis uh, come in, please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, my Willis. You are mute, but uh, let's say uh, this man finishes his thought, and your thought is you, you need our support. Go ahead. Yes. So all we need, Mr. Rogers and the team diaspora, all we need it is your support. And now, what kind of a support and what kind of a program do we have? Have I alleged that one, at a polling station, we need maybe 50 people. I don't want to know to say we need 100, 100, no. We need only 50 people at every polling station. We have 14,990 polling stations across the country. We need to have 50, 50. This 50 is just to show that we are there as UPND. If there will be any fracas, this 50 can give now authority to the many people who are going to vote so they can protect the vote, all of them. That's what number one. Because we as a party, as UPND, we cannot protect the vote. A vote is protected by every citizen of this country. The one who's going to vote. But the one who's supposed to be ahead vote protection, it is us, the UPND family which we are doing that to ensure that every polling station we have 50 youths or less than 50 youths but these are vicious they are able to monitor and see the other five should be monitor a polling agent and observer these will be five separate to be trained to go and monitor and election inside the polling station Inside there, and then these fifty are just outside to ensure that don't, 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 no um, don't give us too much. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think I mentioned yesterday that I'll give you that's what we are going to do. I'm not stealing, we're not killing anybody. These are reality things. They, people, they know it or what the issue is where we get the strength. The people of Zambia have decided to vote for UPN and that kind of them. So the message this one is okay, but the, the, the message number one, when you tell us these numbers, these are big, 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 big numbers. Uh, 50 yes. polling stations. How many polling stations do we have in Zambia? 14,990. Mm-hmm. 90 are prisoners. 90,000 are prisoners. Mm-hmm. And... And, and, and Gilbert, to have these youth organized this way, tell the viewers, tell the listeners what it will take to organize a such a group, and then I will have a with Okay. I just want to mention two things which we want to implement. I've said there are only two things with the youth who are only concentrating. Mm. I've told you it's a polling station and vote and, and, and the, those in the polling station inside protecting the vote. That's why we are getting. In terms of mobilization, before I come with what we want to do, in terms of mobilization now, because of COVID-19, we are talking about roadshow and other things. So when we go in a district, 
we have divided ourselves as a team. The word chairman, in his word, has to give us those numbers. <clears throat> so how do we feed them now? Do we need food now? Do we need a vehicle now? Because certain polling stations, they are vast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 90 kilometers from one place to another polling station. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we reach out? Yeah. So, so for me, I can mention what we want. One, if we had money, I would want to have motorbike, maybe 156 motorbike because it will reach out everywhere. They are able to collect whatever we want. They are able to reach each and every polling station. If we had 156 motorbike, for me it would be the best. Even when there is no phone, we, are, we know that anything it will come and reach on our side because there will be any information. Number two, we need, yes, a phone. Either satellite phone or any phone. Number three, at a constituent level, we need a laptop, which we need maybe 166, again, laptop. But it will increase to go at a district level, at a constituent level, and also at a provincial level. At least. So we may need 180, maybe, laptop, in terms of what I'm talking about now, the PVT which we are going to do together with the youth at the polling station on our own. Now, what do we need now from you? You have told me I should not talk about other information. I need to ensure that we need to have resources for the security. In details, in commas, we need to reach out. If today somebody is arrested, can we bail him out? How do we reach out to that those who are arrested there? I haven't gone details. We need resources for that, Mr. Rogers. Mm. Number two, we need lawyers. Independent, our own lawyer, at least each province should have one lawyer who's supposed to run out when people are in. Because protecting of a vote starts today, not the day of voting. When mm. people are being intimidated, they'll never go to go and vote. So who's supposed to remove that fear? It is us. So we need lawyers, maybe even 10. And here in Lusaka and Copperbelt, we may need maybe 4-4. Four, four. We need to make a budget for them. So that when they wake up, that is their job. And the youth will get okay. motivated. Because you're, 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 our time is running out. Um, I, I, I need a lot of you and the people who have called me here uh, to say hello. But when you say hello to you, but you, you, are, you, you will have the list. Before you go to the greetings, Mr. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so before you continue, he, uh, let me ask a question and also raise a concern. And uh, I'll also speak on behalf of Ms. Cecilia. She's actually raising the same point that I have. We all know that elections in Africa, in, the, in Europe, America, everywhere, it's become a very expensive exercise. And you are rightly tabulating. You're talking about laptops, transportation, communication devices. You're talking about security. You're talking about lawyers. We can ably say this is, you're talking about millions of dollars without hesitation. Probably in Zambia, we can say hundreds of thousands of dollars in view of the exchange rate, uh, depending on what the contributions of Amazon and his team are making. 
My first question to you about this one is, can you explain what PVT is, number one? Number two, when you say protecting the vote, explain what you actually mean, because it's here and there. When you, the reason I raised the question of protecting the vote is, you know what comes to my mind? What comes to my mind is what happened, I can't remember the year, about somebody from Uganda having access to the servers at ECZ. You know what I'm talking about. So when you say protect the election, explain what you mean by that. Thank you, Mr. Weedy. Thank you very much. Protection of the vote of say changing the figures in Mulongoshi. When we asked to come, can you bring the total result which you know? Our people in Mulungusha and everywhere didn't have the Gen 20 or the Gen 12 by the end. They didn't have because already an election was already manipulated where? At a polling station. We didn't have. It was already manipulated at a polling station because we didn't have. Now, how do you force a presiding officer that if today in Kaputa, or maybe let me just example to in Mansabombe, Okay? Then you get, UPND gets zero at a polling station. And the PF gets 13. I need to protect the zero which I've taken. And I want to ensure that the 13 votes which PF has taken is correct. No one should manipulate that 13 to put one or two. But immediately I leave there, you put one or four there, meaning the number will go. So, Protection of the vote, whatever number which you have found at the polling station, you protect it. Now, to protect that, because sometimes the PF will come and disturb. Now, when you have this number outside, making noise in the name of UPND, and also the majority people outside, they join mm -hmm. in to show the presiding officer does a right thing. Sign agent 20, UPND collects. Here is an observer, maybe standing an organization, but is a UPND member, gets agent 20. Maybe four of us get you same result. Even when in Mulungusha said, ah, 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 ni mazawambwe, the result is not what you are talking about. The incident will stop there. In 2016, it was not done. It was not like that. We were just talking, talking, because all election already manipulated. So even when you go to Mulungusha, when things are done at a polling station, the Mulungusha people said, ah, ah, well, we could my election. Very difficult. Protection of the vote again is not the day of voting. It starts today. When people are being intimidated in this compound polling station, people won't go and vote. People won't go there. So the use of UPND are the ones supposed to remove fear and give confidence to the people that they can go and vote in number in number. When there's voter apart, those in power they have more to gain than us in opposition. You have talking about millions. Yes, millions, but we only do what we have. There's too much commitment on the ground, but those which we can afford, we can do. PVT, Rawid. The PVT is the result I get in the polling station. I need to know, and then we tell them across the country. And then we know on our own to say, these are the results. This is the PF I just got. As we have got this, we should know on our own. You don't need to go to school, PVT among ourselves as leaders to monitor what we are getting on the ground. I've been attending most uh, 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 the by-election. Today in the party, maybe I may say, I'm one of the people who have gone to most of these by-elections. 
before even 21 hours I can tell this election have won because I'm able to know that people are coming to vote, earning the money and counting them. I will tell this polling station have won, this one we have lost. I'm able to tell you. I'll give an example like when we went to Luena, the by-election. By 19 hours, we were celebrating. But I'm still counting there because we're able to know. Exactly because we will organize all of us. So that's how you monitor your election in that way, by communication that it goes study collectively. Which in 2016, both, it was not there. That's why people can even go to Lusaka, the Lusaka one, no one counted the Lusaka because that's why they were manipulated. They even manipulated in our stronghold, getting some vote numbers, one, one, two, 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 they raised up to eight. Because after winning, our people, councillors won, MPs won, they go, start celebrating. And when they go and celebrating, the PF remains down there, adding to my numbers, one, one, they remove there. This happened in 2016, which now we avoid it. So in terms of funding, you only pick which you can afford. That's why I was saying the last one to develop, we need a PS system. Yes, we need transport as we are moving. But whatever you can afford from what I've explained, we don't need, it's not about money for me. For me, it's about human resource, which is on the ground. How do we motivate them? How do we speak to them? You can't put a lot of money in the campaign when you don't have human resource. It's for what? You can have 20 billion, 30 billion when people are not there. It's for what? When people are not with you, it's for what? So for me, I believe in human resource. And what kind of the message are we telling the same foot soldiers? Sir, I'll tell you that we don't promise them about 100 squads. We have promised them that even you are going to run this government. This is this is political change. We are telling them. Let's uh, win. Uh, uh, write a check here right, right now for, for the Canadians and the Americans. But we, we need to put together a wonderful, wonderful check. We, we know already, but uh, maybe when we hear from, as I say, from the horse's mouth, that check can come. Go ahead, Bawilis. Um, on, top, on top of the hour, we will be analyzing, doing the analysis um, again, uh, from what we started last week, Mr. Lungu wants uh, his job back. He wants the contract to be renewed. Mm. Should we allow him back? That's the question we are asking. So don't go away. If you want to say something uh, to Twaniso here, raise your hand there. We'll open your mic and we'll allow you to say something. But we go ahead. Thank you so much, Baroja. Welcome, General uh, Mosquito. My name is Willis Musond. I'm the UPND uh, North America Chairman. And, uh, thank you, my Chairman. Thank you, my Chairman. I'm a Chairman. Thank you so much. We are humbled by what you are doing. Uh, we are so happy to have a soldier like you. And like you said, 2016 was an eye-opener. I'm happy to see that uh, the mistakes that were committed in 2016 are really evaporating. The, the youths are very huge. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to, to quickly, I know time is, is not with us. Uh, we've taken note of your request, the laptops, uh, transport, communications. In 2016, we had done laptops, but we will go back probably to discuss that and see what we can do. The transport is already being uh, arranged. Roger, uh, I know um, the diaspora group is doing that. Uh, the, the, the UPND North America, has already presented about uh, 
90 bicycles to the president already. Uh, about uh, communication, we, we certainly will have to address that because it's very important. One thing that happened was, yeah, after election, everybody ran away and there was no communication between uh, polling uh, uh, stations. The lawyers, we have already reached to um, Honorable Jack Wimbo. In fact, we were already even during uh, uh, Nawa's uh, incarceration, we offered as uh, the UPND North America to assist in legal fees if, uh, if need was going to be. So on that one, we, we are ready. We, we stand ready, yeah. And uh, I, on the threats, I just want to uh, uh, strengthen you, be strong. And uh, it's unfortunate that even our guest that was supposed to be, to, to be here, Dr. Sampa has been threatened. Uh, you know, I just want to tell you, even where I am now, as far as I am in America, I'm under threat. I've told my family, even in England and Germany, wherever I have them, they have reached out to me. The, the PF, have, I suspect it's the PF. They've told me they know where they live and they, you know, they have all my details. And uh, threats are coming every day. But you know, those are kicks of a dying horse. So we won't relent. Uh, no matter how they threaten, we know. I mean, for them to come to my house, uh, here in Frisco, they, 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 they will have to be forever. Otherwise, one of them will go dead. You know? So it's, it's a thing we have to do. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much, General Mosquito. We are behind you. You are a good leader. We, we just love you and we love what you are doing. Very soon, two months' time, we'll be in State House. Thank you so much. A quick question. Uh, I don't know if it's a question or a comment. Uh, please, uh, how, uh, how are you reaching the remote country youth? Because they are being given money by the, the, the PF. Mr. Tia is uh, asking uh, uh, that, that, that question. Very, very quickly, um, uh, I'll go back there. Yeah, it is true. The issue of giving money, in fact, in our stronghold, it is too much. The PF have gone because we slept it, the issue of saying this is a stronghold. But I can assure you that we are addressing it. And for us, we are addressing viciously. We are talking to our youth. That's where I find that we are moving. The first thing is, Chair, what we did first was to open the command center. That's how serious we are. We have opened our own command center, paid on our own, in our pockets. That's the team which we are seeing now. It is because... All these challenges we are raising to say buying people and everything, we are going. And the people are buying are headmen. Certain headmen, as I speak to you, they have stopped buying because we have dealt with them accordingly. Accordingly. Those who have been fought with the voters card, we have dealt with them. And that's a message you are saying in the rural areas. And the two rural areas is more better in terms of rallies and meetings. So that's why the people are saying no rallies in town, but they have gone to a rural area. So we need to meet them in a rural area also with the same information to tell them that it's not sell their voters card. And on that one, I can assure you we are doing the best. We are doing the best. And that, yeah, we are doing our best in that way. Final, 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 final appeal. You, you, you've given us all is needed. Give a final push, uh, uh, to uh, the members of the diaspora. You thank uh, us, I think, for the uh, work and the help we are doing. But uh, this work will, will only be done when we can finally say our country is now liberated. Final push. Sure. One minute. The final push I want from you, the diaspora, don't wait. Number one, I've talked about we need a peer system. A peer system 
in every province because of one thing, just COVID-19. We need a peer system in every province. Even me as a national chairman, I need a peer system wherever I go. So when you go, you are able to talk to the people as we talk. Mm-hmm. But the plan is very difficult. But for me as a youth, I can stand the police come. We fight together with the police. Wonderful. Number two, mm-hmm. number two, I'm emphasizing the issue of material, of food, whatever you can, whatever you can in a small way. Don't panic, don't do what, whatever you can in a small way. Give so have up. access to vegetables, have access to eggs, you yes. know, some breakfast. Yeah. We, don't, we yeah. are not asking for, 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 for much. Uh, again, wonderful job, uh, job that you guys are doing when we see the protection. I think around uh, the president, a lot of us have been uh, 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 very happy. Uh, when I see that, I ask myself, am I doing enough? Uh, when I see sure. what the work you guys uh, have, uh, have done. So you don't need to have money, money. You don't need to have uh, money, cash. But if you cash can come, um, the team will be very, very happy. Go to www.hhforzambia.com and make uh, that um, uh, uh, contribution. Probably say this one is so. Uh, you know, if you are convinced what you were saying today, and we can uh, send him a gift. Gilbert, thank you so much, my dear. Uh, keep up the good work and um, stay safe. Uh, keep building the team. Uh, Zambia's, uh, 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 Zambia's weight is on your shoulders. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. May the good Lord bless you. Bless you more. Uh, be together. Get united as a team, all of you there. You can quarrel, quarrel, but the bigger picture is about forming government. Let your quarrel build the party. I like Let you quarrel, then you go. So let's be together. We are there for you. We are going to do the job. Don't even worry. When you hear in the, in the police, just know that we are fighting for this battle. Your youths are ready to take this power now, more ready. Thank you very much. May the good Lord bless you. Mungu akutari seni. Murimu wa veni mina. Jino mosquito. Ankarinayin with Kongo. Sign you off. Okay, Jino mosquito. Thank you so much. You have a good night there. Thank you. That is our good friend. General Mosquito, they, they, they call him, Gilbert Risonizo, in Lusaka, um, a UPND a National Youth Chairman. Strong, strong, but we did strong young man uh, we, we have uh, uh, do, do, doing the work. Uh, this one is a strong one. General Mosquito is just, he's been consistent through and through. And, uh, and fearless. He's fearless, which I, yeah. which I like about him. Yeah. Um, where is Lasara here? Lasara. A- anyone? Uh, sorry, guys, I didn't call you to uh, uh, to say hello. But uh, please uh, allow uh, my uh, roundtable uh, team. Uh, Aaron, I've seen Aaron is uh, here. Uh, Dr. Casoso is here. Uh, Dr. Casoso wants to come back, be part of the, the panel. You are welcome. You can just unmute your, your thing. Hey, Aaron, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Um, good to be on the program again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sweating. It's nice and warm. It's nice and warm in, um, uh, in Alberta. We've got only one month when it is like this. Next, it starts to go, to go down. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. Okay. It's very refreshing to listen to uh, General Mosquito, <laughs> the work they're doing. Yeah, this guy, I heard him. 
uh, on radio the other day. He said, uh, yeah, Miss Sarah, how are you? Welcome. Yeah, we need, we need, we need a radio on the round table, uh, you know? We need a radio on the, on the, on the round table. I heard him, uh, Aaron, on radio. He was saying, whether PF like it or not, they saw that the last election, and I don't care what they do. I said, oh, this is why they call this guy in general. It's tough, 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 tough. But uh, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the to, to the team. Um, Bakasoso, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you, sir. How are you today? Okay, we we are good. We are good. Uh, thank you, Dr. Kajira. Uh, uh, welcome uh, back. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Too many challenges here. And our, 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 uh, start the, 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 the tribal talk. I said, I knew it, but I don't know if you heard what a lot of people, the response uh, from the, the callers. Oh, man, I was, I was good. However, having said that, like Donald Trump here, we saw there were people who were so much against him because of his uh, racist tone here and there. But again, big numbers went and voted for him. Absolutely, and that, I think that's a very good observation. First and foremost, uh, Kambuli so far has been in Mukushi and Serenje where he appeared on the radio, both places. And uh, in Mukushi, it seems like he, uh, he was having fun. He, he, he had a fairly good reception. Yes. Well, in Serenje, it wasn't as expected. The people beat him to death. If you listened to all the callers, people that were calling in, they were reminding him not just about his tribal remarks before, but they reminded him to say, you're the one who told us that if you ever went back to the TF, you're mad, you're a lunatic. Are you mad now or are you okay? So, so that kind of reception, he did not see it coming. In fact, even towards the end of the program himself, he was saying, well, I know this is the PF giving people money to call and uh, you know, and, and insult me or, or give me this reception. But contrary to that, if you go on his Facebook and listen to the interview and follow his comments, every comment, almost literally every comment, one after another, was just a rebuke on him, was just people being disgusted. I cannot take Chimbakambudi seriously myself. I would be out of my mind to do that. But, like you said, Roger, there's still people that listen to such nonsense. And you cannot just wash that away. Shimba Kambuli needs to be answered to whenever he says anything like that. Either people in the diaspora, people on social media, or even people back home, he needs a response. I know President Haga in the HLMI is very professional. He does not respond to some of these utterances. Look at what he's done with GDM. He's never responded at all. But we need people around him. We need people out of the UPND. We need just Zambians who mean well to put this man in his place because he's actually, you know, actually someone described him as a political problem. 
And I think I'm going to write an article about Shimba Kambuli, a political problem. I like that term. Let me play the, the video first for, for everyone uh, who was uh, coding here to, uh, to have a feel what Shimba Kambuli uh, was saying. In uh, this place was Mukoshi. Uh, in the first place, this was uh, um, Koshi. It is just about 30 seconds. So we have a context of, uh, to, to me, Aaron, I'm taking it as a, an initial test. The PF wants to test if this message will be received. Uh, yeah, here it is. So, party not only on the basis of where they come from, on the basis of tribe. If we look accepted because we don't do Chinese structure. No, my mere children will be to a pangechi, Tavarimba, Ukoya concept, a much structure, Zara Flamo, Babin, 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 Kumo, even a copper goat from a son of the water, structure, Yonse, Mavasebeka, Mavasebeka, Maishbo, so, uh, <laughs> what uh, uh, I found uh, uh, you know, very surprising was to see a person lie uh, uh, just like that, uh, 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 how a person would just go uh, like, like that and lie. The, the Tongas gave Chiruva. Like 80% of the vote. 80% of the, of the vote. Have we, do you think we have uh, talked about that enough, Lakasonso? Uh, or we need to do a little bit more? Okay, Dr. Lakasonso, I don't think you are here. Uh, thank, you for, okay. for that, uh, thank you for that question. And uh, uh, I am listening to everything. I have uh, listened to the first show, the second show, the third show. And I was just um, uh, uh, gathering the wisdom. Um, I have said many times here uh, that uh, my name is John Kayamba Kassonso, with a father from Solwezi and a mother from Sal. I spent uh, the years 1980 to 1990 in Sanfia. In Sanfia, where I grew up, we used to have what we called in English, that's a rabid dog. Uh, the rabid dog would run from where its house is and go to other villages and it's just biting people as it goes along the way until it's killed and it dies somewhere. Shimbakambuli strikes me like a rabid dog. He, his life politically at this point is over for some reason. And what he's doing 
He's just throwing bites everywhere. It's like Ubuntu, who has run out of everything to do with his constructive political life, and all he can do is tribalism, blatant tribalism. It's similar to what Geoffrey uh, Wademwamba uh, uh, is doing. But the confrontation that they are going to face is a significant portion of the voter population in, this, in, in our country. Uh, the youth, they can't relate to that type of language. And there is a confrontation from mixed families, like myself. So what we have to, to think of Shimbakamwili, we have to think of Shimbakamwili as a rabid dog. What Shimba did at first, you know, we, I'm some, one of those people who supported Shimba when he started opposition politics, and I sympathized with his cause, and I, th I thought that he was standing on something that was going to be progressive. As soon as he found that there was no political space, he retro, he played back his steps. This is the guy who told us that even if Jesus Christ stood in southern province, Jesus Christ can lose. So, Chishimbakambuidi is not only a Satanist, but he equates himself with God. He doesn't understand that Jesus is as much Tonga as he is Bemba. He thinks that Jesus Christ Muvemba. Or Jesus Christ Alandich Bemba. So, this is a man with zero political capital left, and all he's doing is blatant tribalism. And everything he's saying should be recorded and in the event that his political party loses he should be pro prosecuted for that type of divisive talk because the unitary state of one zambia means you borrow people from all the kinds of villages and you come and create this cooperative society and you create a country and then you start competing politically on ideas when our forefathers created multipartism, they weren't creating Bemba tribalism to dominate the politics of Zambia. What they were creating is... You have frozen on us. I don't know what has happened. I hope we can have one soon. And debate on the basis of ideas. And I think that one of the things we should do on this show and others is just to show that and not give okay. it proper because. Okay, and, and your internet uh, is. Uh, 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 it, it, it's free, free, freezing out here. Um, yeah, you, 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 I don't know if you want to, uh, to, 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 to add on. Um, <laughs> I, I really like to, there was this uh, guy, uh, Aaron, the, the coach, you, you said, uh, you said, if you go to, back to PF, you are a lunatic. I really like that one. I'll be, I'll, I'll be posting it 
I'm not sure if you um, you, you want to add any, anything to that, Aaron. Yes, I, I quickly wanted to agree with uh, Professor Kasonso that uh, this notion that people from southern province, by the way, my brother-in-law is um, is a Monsanje, so and he lived somewhere in southern province, and uh, so I have nephews and a niece who are Tonga and Tumbuka. And this notion that people from southern province only votes for UPND because Akainde Ichilama is the president of the party is a false dichotomy. And I also wanted to add to the fact that when people say that uh, southern province or people from the Tongas are tribalists, they forget their own tribalism. You know, not long ago, remember, which actually it's not true by the way, but remember not long ago, Dora Celia and the Rupia Banda were on record saying wako ni wako. What could be more tribal than that? But yet it was not pointed out that this is tribalism. But anyway, so some people can do or say certain things and it's acceptable. But yet other people, even without saying anything, they're accused of being tribal. And I've seen this play out in the Zambian political scenario for quite some time. It is unfortunate. But one thing that uh, Professor Casonso said is that the younger generation, the people of my generation, do not buy into this sentiment. We do not practice the politics of Kamwili. In fact, if you look at his Facebook now, it's a shame because because people are attacking him left, right, and center. And it's it's my generation. It's people of this generation (laughs) that are able to remember what Kamwili said less than three months ago, less than four months ago about Lungo and the PF, and yet he has gone back. So they say that you can fool some of the people sometimes, but you cannot fool all of the people of at the time. Yeah. So it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, you've been listening. You have a comment to Adam? Yeah. You know, uh, talking about uh, Mr. Kambuiri, He's a shallow-minded human being I've never seen. I don't even know when he's seated alone what goes in his head. Like he, the professor said, he's a rabid dog, a very big one. You know, he's very useless. I've, I've sent already um, an order to him through somebody. I even talked about the running mate of PF, Kanduluo. Uh, I think that woman, she got a seven. You know, Akale, Nangwang got a seven, two hours, professor, whatever, whatever. She's one of the people that also talks about the Amoevisa, Jokna, Namutiana, you know, Atupiana, if we. They are so tribal, these two. And Dr. Chimbakambu, I don't know why. I don't know. Okay, yeah, what I was trying to say that Chimbakambu uh, should sit down and look at himself and also look at what he eats. Maybe he can improve in the way of uh, thinking about politics because. A human being who is normal, they say under Chilenga na weke la kupiefu unless lungwa kachite resign, unless lungwa kachite shani na shani. Pantunga na weke la mudeni na ubi eluna tibi. Chimba kambu is mad. 
the doctors need to come on board and do something because it's a threat to society. I won't be surprised to hear that somebody who is UPND. You know, I won't be surprised. That man is evil. He's got an evil heart. That is the problem. He's very while, evil, including while, the GBM. While we agree, Rasera, we agree mm. the man is evil. We agree at Nishanindi, Nirebet Dog. We yes. agree with all those. That message is sanctioned by the PA. Okay. Also, Arunja, I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to add that um, you need to remember that even the PF does not trust Kamwili. Okay? That's true. <clears throat> Kamwili right now is not even among the campaign managers in any of the provinces. So Nungu knows that But how, how, did they, how did they give him a, a Well, I mean, they need him to... He's a rebel rouser. I mean, he's a noisemaker. So they need him to come along. But he's not even entrusted with a province, so any responsibility in the PF right now. Even though when you remember when he was coming back to the PF and that this um, function at the Secretariat, he was already from day one asking for a job from the Secretary General. Remember him saying that, well, Secretary General, if you allow me, I'm going to bring these factions, these thugs who were fighting in front of the police and the public. That was him literally asking for a job indirectly. But they haven't even given him any assignment because Lungu and Kambui does not see eye to eye. They would never sit down. They would never work together. It is just convenience for the sake of this election. That's the only reason why they need Kambui. And Kambui himself knows after this election he'll be dumped. He's not getting anywhere close to Lungu or the leadership of the PF. That's his predicament. The other thing I wanted to reveal to the, the listeners today Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that unfortunately, maybe fortunately, some of us have information, reliable information. When Kamwili started changing his mind, he had a meeting with one Bokani Soko. Now, some of you remember that name. Some of you can associate that name with the 42 fire tenders and all of that. The first meeting that Kamwili took place, when he started uh, being you know, funny, he met with Bokani Soko. Now, fast forward after that, we heard that 160,000 U.S. dollars was missing in Kambuli's house, was stolen. And it was Kambuli that reported the security guard and some of the driver and some of the people that worked for him. Later on, I don't know what happened to that investigation by the police. But this is the man who told us that he had been squeezed by the PF, that he had no money, he was financially broke, but yet he lost 160,000 U.S. dollars in his home. In fact, the NBC media director, I think his name is uh, Emmanuel Maliti, even said that he was going to report company to the Drug Enforcement and the Anti-Corruption Commission to investigate him. Where did he get the money from? So that was the initial plot that happened before Kambuli started acting funny. The other thing that I am aware of is that Kambuli was told to stay in the UPND alliance and that he should push his way and be the running mate. And then last minute, he would withdraw from the ticket to frustrate Haka in the Hitchland, okay, as, he, as a presidential candidate. Withdraw from the ticket and frustrate that. And it is alleged that he was promised about $5 million U.S. million to do that. And that was, and thank God, that did not go accordingly, and the, the alliance was aware of that through some sources. So there are a lot of things that happened behind the scene 
that some of the people may not be aware of. But Kambuli literally was bought to go back to the PF. We know what happened there, and uh, we do know that Kambuli does not stand for anything. And you do anything for money. That's mm. a proven mm. fact. Mm. People mm. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you probably do anything for money. But again, we are keeping in mind they are people who are hearing uh, that nonsense and who believe it. Like the way we saw in Mukushi, there were people who were telling him, you are doing a great job. Yeah. Until he, he arrived in, in Serenze, it was a, a whole uh, totally a, a, a different thing. You, again, um, Bakasonso, you are also a political uh, analyst here. What should... They've given us a test. But PF, in my view, they've given us a test. They can be tested. The, 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 the message of, of hospitals in Selenji Aron was collapsing. Those were the questions they were telling them. And, and just responding to that before I forget, this notion that Kambuli goes around saying that he was picked or asked to be the running Mitsubaka in the HLMA is false. People should remember to remind him that he should not spread lies. No one in the alliance picked Kambuli to be the running HH. 